Johnny Cage, Kano, Luke Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kong, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Macabre, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Go, Raicho, Dramin, Foster's now, Tenkenji, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Natara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Koma, Onaga, Shijinko, Tegante, Vandavora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Fungin, Takeda, Tribe, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Garrus, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show in which I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character, something that absolutely nobody asked me to do, uh, and yet here we are. Today, my guest is fellow Floridian writer and comedian Mike Drucker. Hello. Hi. This is what I sound like. It's true. People are probably... Do you, are people ever surprised to hear your real voice, do you think? People who like no. follow you on the internet? I or, feel like this is exactly my voice. Yeah. A man who just talks about virtual reality and sadness. This is <laughs> exactly the voice I would have. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I think I'm probably right. the same right. situation. Uh, maybe, you know what? Maybe people would s- expect you and I to have a slightly higher register, but that's probably just from like old cartoons about what nerds sound like. <laughs> like we should be like, like the yeah. Ferengi Alliance. Like that's yeah. what we should sound right, like, right, right. but... I kind of I get there depending on my level of excitement. Uh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, I know uh, we both grew up in the same hometown, Coral Springs, Florida. Coral Springs, Florida. And I'm curious if you also grew up playing Mortal Kombat at Bigfoot's arcade. Yes. Okay. Yes. Although the first time I saw, I, the first time I heard about Mortal Kombat was uh, when they started running those Mortal Monday ads. Oh yeah. Because I'm five years older than you, mm-hmm. so you were. I don't know if you remember them, but I was in early elementary school when those were going on. And I just remember being like, and it was definitely like, you know, obviously this is early 90s, so there's no internet yet. And even gaming publications were like monthly. So really everything was rumor mill based. And mm-hmm. so I remember I saw an ad and everyone's like, you hear about Mortal Kombat? You like kill people in it. And you as kill a kid, people you're in like, real life. <laughs> die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> but just being so excited yeah. by a thing. And also like somewhat afraid of it, I think because as a kid, like, like, you know, when I eventually saw, you know, like a fatality, I was like, oh my God, like, cause I was seven. Yeah. So, and, uh, oh, it definitely felt like forbidden fruit. Yeah. And the first time I saw a Mortal Kombat arcade machine was Bigfoot's arcade, but Mortal Kombat 2 I first saw in the Coral Square Mall where they had oh, that yeah. little arcade near the Mall food too. court yeah. that is now, I think, a gift shop. It is. Yeah. It wasn't an arcade long. I no, it think. wasn't. <laughs> but I was like, but it's also yeah. that era of your youth where two years seems like 20 years. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because we, so Dan Hernandez, who's also from Coral Springs, yeah. uh, writer of Detective Pikachu, which a video was, game Which movie. I enjoyed. That's a fantastic movie. Um, he was also on the show and uh, also said that he remembered distinctly like Mortal Monday and the fervor in Coral Springs and yeah. also heard crazy rumors about what you could do yeah. in the game. Yeah. Um, and we also had a corroborated rumor on the show. We had two people who grew up in LA, uh, Benji Salmon, who also wrote Detective Pikachu and Mara Wilson who both heard similar rumors about uh, fatalities you could do with Johnny Cage's penis 
in the game Mortal Kombat. There were like playground rumors. Did you ever hear like insanely no. graphic, very specific rumors? Um, I think I, I think I never heard that. I never heard anything involving Johnny Cage's penis. Um, unfortunately, I think what about another character's penis, Goro's penis. No, no penises. Although Not definitely there was like. Like every video game from 1990 to 1997, everyone's like, if you put in a code, you can get the women naked. Oh, yeah. So there was definitely like like nude code rumors, which didn't even make sense since they photographed the people in the game to make them. Yeah. Like, I guess the implication is that the the women who came to be the mocap models right. for Mortal Kombat were also like, yeah, sure, I'll also strip completely nude right. for a cheat code so that kids can see my <laughs> naked body. <laughs> I also, looking back, like, I... It's it's I don't know if you remember, but there was so much weight given to the idea of like nude codes and things like yeah. Tomb Raider. And looking back now, I'm like, what would I have even done with that? Like, there would have been a naked lady, and that's it. I think you would have been thrilled. I think you would have been real so about thrilled. it. Yeah, I would have been. It would have been the greatest day of my eight year old yeah. life. Drool would have been pouring out of your mouth. It would have been like that one episode of Pen Fifteen, <clears throat> yeah. uh, where they discover masturbation. Right, exactly. Right, but just with you staring at your. Uh, CRT TV? Is that what they're called? CRT, uh-huh. that was what they used to be called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Touching the glass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's poltergeist? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the closest to a boob I have ever been. <laughs> um, <laughs> so today we're talking about arguably the most iconic character in the entirety of Mortal Kombat. Yep. Uh, he's been on, I think, more covers for the game than any other character. He is the creator uh, or co-creator Ed Boon's favorite character, yep. uh, Scorpion. Yep. Uh, things that most people who do know about Scorpion know, sort of the, the layman Scorpion information, he's uh, the yellow ninja. He's yellow. He wears the yellow costume. Yeah. Uh, if he takes his mask off, he's a, he's got a skull under there. He's Which got is scary. A, either he is a skeleton or yeah. just his head's a skull or only sometimes. We'll get into that. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, he has fire powers. Yeah, of course. Because he is a hell spawn. Yeah. Something that we'll come to understand a little more later on. Uh, and I would say that's pretty much the basic stuff everyone knows. And the spear. He, he has his catchphrase, get over here. Get over here, yeah. Right, where he throws a spear that comes out of his hand, right. which is horrifying, yeah. uh, but also very exciting for me as a kid. It's like, whoa, cool. And I think that, I think Ed Boon does that voice, if I'm not mistaken. He does. Ed um, Boon does do the voice. Which he is the why voice of Scorp. In modern games, like, because the character's Japanese, he'll have a thick Japanese accent, and then in the game... He'll be like, get over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just speaking with a, a Japanese accent, then going, get over here. Like an angry <laughs> like guy from Chicago. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Scorpion's real name is Hanzo Hasashi. Yep. Uh, he's a member of the Shirai Ryu, which is a uh, ninja assassination clan yes. based in Japan. Mm-hmm. And they are, of course, rivals to the Chinese uh, clan, the Lin Kuei, who yep. are also ninja assassins. They hate them. Oh, they just hate each other, which is, uh, everyone loves a good rivalry. Right. Um, Never really clearly explained why. It seems like, I feel like in the lore, like, it's, they're either making fun of the Lin Kuei with their yellow costumes, or <laughs> they're just rivals, or they have, like, different combat styles, and they're mad at each other about that. I think, like, the most commonly, the, the most common explanation that I've seen is mostly just that they... Uh, are long-standing assassination clans you'd hire for jobs, so there is inherently a rivalry. Right, so they inherently yeah. hate each other. Of course, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. It's like one always feels like the other is grabbing all their jobs. Right. Um, then again, could be many, many reasons. Regardless, uh, the rivalry's been going on for, I think, hundreds or thousands even yeah. of years by the time Hanzo Hasashi is born into the clan. 
And uh, he winds up being the best assassin that the Shirai Ryu has ever seen. Yeah. He uh, is nicknamed Scorpion because he's so good with a kunai, <laughs> which is that spear that flies out yeah. of his hand. It's like a scorpion sting. Yeah. Uh, that's like his nickname. Um, and although he is like the best assassin in the world, unlike I think a lot of, uh, you know, rote assassin characters, he actually has a family. He has a wife and he has a child. Yep. And he has like a pretty satisfied life as an assassin he goes to work he comes yeah. home to his family he has a lot of pride for his clan it's that middle class assassin life that like america doesn't have anymore yeah right we've uh, we've really lost the middle class of assassins <laughs> in the world <laughs> um the one thing i guess i guess the biggest point of conflict in hanzo hashi's life at this point was that uh he had a rival that he'd never actually met but yeah. he was kind of the other best assassin in the world. This guy, Bihan, whose nickname was Sub-Zero. Uh, he was a ninja assassin as well for the Lin Kuei. But the advantage that he had over Scorpion is that he's a cryomancer. Uh, he can control <laughs> ice. Yeah. Now, something interesting I found out in like deep lore, which I actually never really knew. And yeah. I'm curious if you knew this. Do you know why there are cryomancers on Earthrealm in Mortal Kombat lore? I actually don't. Okay. So this is kind of cool. Basically, in the earliest history of outworld one of the many realms in mortal Kombat, uh there were ice people there were cryomancers who were native to outworld yeah and when shao khan uh started basically creating a reign of terror once he took over as emperor and started destroying outworld shao khan was kind of the raiden to outworld and then he killed the emperor and usurped him and it became a post-apocalyptic landscape but it wasn't always that way the cryomancers all left and went into hiding in earth realm this was like thousands of years ago. So Sub-Zero is, by all accounts, just a regular human being, uh, he thinks. But if you look into the deep lore, he's actually the descendant of people from an entirely different dimension. Right. Which is great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so he can get, like, like scholarships and stuff from that. Yeah, probably. Like, he could like, probably I'm, go to an Outworld college if he wanted I'm to. I'm 164th cryomancer, so <laughs> you got to, like, uh, you know. It does make you wonder, like, what the purest distillation of of cryomancer's power is it, it, has it been diluted <laughs> over these millennia yeah. um you know were they just ice people or did they, did they look like classic ice man i bet say? that it hasn't been that well thought out uh i'm willing to go there someone just needs to give me the money to do the <laughs> deep lore <laughs> outworld cryomancer movie i will say like meta podcast level a lot of our conversations are you being like if they just gave me money i could solve this problem <laughs> yes yeah, I mean, that is a, it is a problem I have in my life it, is that if I had more money, yeah. I could solve a lot of people's problems. Right. And I just want the listeners to take that to heart. If you have money, right. I can probably help you with something. If you need a movie made, but yeah. you have the money to make it not like you want one made, yeah. call me first. And right. then, you know. Mike has more experience, but I've got more gusto. <laughs> I think that that's both not true, but also true. <laughs> you have more gusto. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Scorpion is enjoying his middle-class assassin life. As he should. He's got his uh, rival Sub-Zero out there, but they've never met. He's more a thorn in his side who takes some of his work than anything. And yeah. one day, uh, a necromancer named Quan Chi shows up to the Shirai Ryu, and he says, Hey, listen, I want to hire your best guy to steal this thing for me. It's called the Map of the Elements. Right. And, uh, of course... Scorpion's the one who gets the job. He goes to this temple. I forget what it is. He goes on this epic journey, basically, right. uh, to a temple where the map of elements is being held. And when he goes to steal it, who should he encounter but... 
Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Was, was this Mythologies? This is yeah. This is MK Mythologies Sub Zero. Oh, this is a story God. that is only in a much maligned uh, Mortal Kombat adventure game with really low budget full motion video cutscenes, and I fucking love it. Uh, I, love I it had so it much. for N sixty four, so I didn't get the cutscenes. I uh, couldn't. I I didn't own the game. I could only rent it once. So I played through as much as my like five or six year old self could, yeah. uh, which is about one level. Maybe I got through the first cutscene and then walking through one screen. It's not a fun game, so it's, it's not really like hard. it's not like you were too young to get past the first level. It was that it's not a good game. It's cool. I eventually aged into being able to just watch it on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so great. It worked out. Um, so. Sub Zero and Scorpion encounter each right, other in right. person for the first time. They're in front of the map of the elements. And they do battle, and Scorpion dies. Bihan kills him. Uh, he just winds up being the better fighter. And so Scorpion finds himself awakening in the Nether Realm, which is essentially hell. And Quan Chi's there, and he's like, hey, dude, uh, so guess you didn't get the map of the elements. Uh, well, just so you know, that guy Bihan uh, who, who killed you, he got the map of the elements. Then he led the Lin Kuei in uh, slaughtering your entire clan and also your wife and child. They're all dead. Oh, and he got, Scorpion got really mad about this. Scorpion got super mad. Right. Scorpion very literally burst into flames (laughs) and became that day a demonic hellspawn. He abandoned the name Hanzo Hasashi. He said, I'm only Scorpion now. Right. I exist only for revenge. He got these badass fire powers. His head became a skull. Uh, but could also be a human face if he needed it to be. <laughs> um, not super important. You know, hey, look, none of us are Hellspawn. This, you have described how I feel online. Like that entire <laughs> description is like, fire, you're a skull, but we're not important. <laughs> <laughs> is that just you fighting online or is this just how you feel in general? This is, I mean, both. both. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so Scorpion decides he's going to kill Sub-Zero no matter what it takes. Good. And luckily, Quan Chi goes, well, hey, I've got a pretty good opportunity for you. There's going to be this fighting tournament. Outworld has challenged Earthrealm. It's the 10th tournament, uh, the 10th Mortal Kombat tournament. It's going to be held in Earthrealm on Shang Tsung's Island. And uh, Sub-Zero is going to be fighting in that tournament. So tell you what, I will allow you to leave the Netherrealm and go to Earth and kill Sub-Zero at this fighting tournament. If you win, you will restore honor to your clan and they can move on to heaven. Yeah, um, of course. If you fail, uh, you'll be sent to, I believe it's the fifth level of Neth- of the Nether Realm is supposed to be the worst. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, you'll just be tortured forever. And Scorpion's like, I'll take it. So he uh, he goes to Earth. And he shows up at this fighting tournament. And I'm sure everyone's deeply uncomfortable because there's just a flaming skull ninja standing around just like, where's Sub-Zero? And they're right. like, uh, you, we got a sign-up sheet. Uh, right. We got to like, fight. <laughs> sign-up sheet. <laughs> oh, man, this guy to like, got to wait a while. You'll get to him. Yeah, I mean, the fights are usually, we usually do two hours, one hour per right. round. Um, we already got a few slots filled, but we can get you on the wait list. <laughs> He's like, okay, just. <laughs> or he showed up in time. They're like, hey, we have to bump you. Johnny Cage just showed up, and he's like a big star, and we really need publicity. So, because it's really this tournament really is star driven. It's star driven now. That's all they're buying. People only come to the Mortal Kombat tournament to see the big names, to see the Goros, right. the Johnny Cage, Johnny Cages. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, Scorpion shows up. He's like, I got to take my opportunity to kill Sub-Zero. Uh, they don't wind up fighting in this tournament, I don't think, um, before Liu Kang winds up winning it. And... <laughs> <laughs> Liu Kang just totally steal, steal Scorpion moment and he goes and uh, he beats Goro and then defeats Shang Tsung and the island is crumbling yeah. and falling into the ocean and Sub-Zero is like well I'm gonna get out of here and that's when Scorpion's like hey and Sub-Zero turns around and is like oh shit and pretty badass they fight in the crumbling ruins of this island as it's falling apart and Scorpion finally gets his revenge he kills Sub-Zero tight right. good job scorpion you did it scorpion returns to the nether realm assuming this means that his people have moved on to heaven he just kind of has to take Quan Chi on his sure, word yeah. there uh but then what should happen but he gets word that hold on they're having another tournament it's going to be an outworld this time outworld asked for a do-over right and sub-zero is fighting it yeah scorpion's like what the fuck no i put that dude down right yeah sub-zero is dead yeah I got to go see what's going on. I guess he didn't have to ask for a hall pass this time because in, in terms of lore, I don't think he asked Quan Chi to make any kind of deal. He just like went to Outworld. Right. It's always very unclear how Scorpion exists in the afterlife versus the real world. And everything I was looking at before I did this uh, podcast was like, well, you know, sometimes when he decides to, he can just be human. Like, Can everyone do that? Yeah, it's like... It's extremely unclear in, in the original timeline. As in the newer timeline, it's a little clear. In the newer timeline, they actually had in the comics a very detailed description of like what wound up happening with that. Right. And how that whole human or demon situation resolved itself. But it is unclear. I think my best guess is that since Scorpion lives on a plane of the nether realm, essentially hell, that is, I guess, higher than level five. Right. He's in like hell light, yeah. diet hell. Uh, he is somehow able to simultaneously be... Hanzo Hasashi and Scorpion, this hellspawn demonic spirit that lives inside of him. Yeah. Uh, that makes him basically a slave to whoever rules the Nether Realm, whoever is the Lucifer like figure in Mortal Kombat. I think that's the idea, that it's like an incredible Hulk kind of situation. <laughs> There's yeah. always two sides warring inside yeah, of, of Hanzo Hasashi. Um, so Scorpion finds out Sub Zero is somehow back and fighting in another tournament. So he's like, Right. I got to take care of this shit right now. I got to dip this in the bud. My people were supposed to get to go to heaven. He goes to Outworld. He enters the tournament. And while he's there and he like scopes out Sub-Zero, he sees Sub-Zero fighting someone. And then at the end of the fight, deciding to spare their life. And this is all the evidence Scorpion himself, an expert assassin, needs to see to know that's not Bihan. That's right. not Sub-Zero at all. Right. So he does a little investigation without actually speaking to Sub-Zero. And he realizes that's Kwai Lang. That is Bihan's little brother. He's kind of a good guy. He's blameless. And Scorpion, being like still a weirdly honorable person, right. decides to say, you know what? I'm going to not only not kill him, I'm going to protect him. <laughs> I'm going to, from the shadows, be his protector. Yeah. And make sure that no harm comes to Quailang. Which is complicated. I mean, I'm not close with my brother. Sure. But if someone killed him and then was like, but we're going to be friends, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like that's kind of like a lot to deal with. Yeah. I also... <laughs> I guess it's good he didn't bring it up to Kwai Lang. Then. <laughs> I also want the reason that Sub-Zero didn't kill that guy to be like, 
in the game when you're trying to do a fatality and you like walk back and forth three times and just kick them in the stomach by accident oh. and, you're like, <laughs> and they fall over and you're like well they didn't die and that's what he saw and he's like he spared him wow sub-zero would never walk back and forth a few <laughs> times trying to figure out the right button combination to unlock a fatality he, he and then kick him instead he jumped twice then blocked then punched him <laughs> That is always one of the... I mean, Mortal Kombat, I think a big part of why I've been drawn to it my whole life is it is inherently a very comedic game. Like, they put yeah. a lot of intentional comedy in there. Sure. And then there's the whole, like, splatter stick side of it where it's like, well, the kind of violence that's in the game is funny by design because it's so cartoonish. Yeah, it's very over there. Um, but then there's also the side of it that is unintentionally and intentionally funny. Like, it's built into it, but they're not trying to make a joke where it is like... Yeah, if you want to do a fatality, you have to get like a pretty difficult button combination right. So 50, 60, maybe 80% of matches end with the characters kind of dancing around as someone's mashing the button <laughs> yeah. uncontrollably and then like punching the air or like lightly kicking someone yeah. and then they win the match, but the person who's playing gets like pissed. Yeah. It's like, damn it, I was it's- trying to do the fatality. Now I got to start the whole fight over again. I remember at arcades, like people would have a like a full sheet of handwritten paper <laughs> and just like put it on the machine as they were playing. Back in the day. Well, what I kind of like is in the new Mortal Kombat game, you can basically do that. Yeah. You can pin all of the moves onto the screen, basically taking up like a third of the screen with all this text. Yeah. Uh, so you can remember what to do. I, as someone who's never been able to memorize any combos, no, no, ever in any fighting game, I appreciate it. The only fatality I remember because it was so easy uh, was katanas in Mortal Kombat Two, which is just like block, 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 high kick, and so oh, you could just yeah. like mash block, then hit high kick. I think it's high kick, and it was just like the the fan sort of decapitation. But I just remember being like, I got it, I can do one. I can do one on the fly. And then you were locked into playing exclusively as Katana. Right, yeah. Which is fine. She's one of the better. Yeah, she's one of the better, yeah. (laughs) So uh, back to Scorps. Right. Scorpion had decided, all right, I'm going to protect Kwai Lang. I guess I did kill Bihan, so I trust that my people probably went to heaven because I killed their (laughs) killer. Uh, I'm just going to do this whole protector thing, dark protector thing for a while. So uh, after... Outworld lost their do-over tournament. Uh, the Emperor Shao Kahn said, you know, fuck this. I'm going to invade Earthrealm. I'm going to say screw you to the whole rules of the Mortal Kombat tournament as an arbiter for whether or not different realms are able to invade each other. I'm just going to go in there and fuck shit up. Yeah. So, uh, while he is invading Earthrealm and there are demons and dragons and shit flying all over every like major city in the world... Uh, and death squads run by centaurs. Scorpion's kind of just wandering around yeah. on the periphery going like, well, I'm not aligned with anybody. Uh, I don't care who wins in this war. So long as Kwai Lang doesn't get hurt, I guess. Yeah. And Shao Kahn is like, Scorpion, I heard about you. I saw you fighting in the other tournaments. You're like one of the best killers. Can I hire you to help uh, my extermination squads? And Scorpion's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with money, but sure, whatever, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Know. Yeah. I like killing. This seems like a good opportunity to do what I'm good at. Right. I'm just full of rage all the time. Sure. So he begins the invasion helping Shao Kahn just slaughter people uh, and try to take over Earth. But then while he's doing that, he sees Kwai Lang on the other side of the fight aligned with Raiden's uh, Earthrealm defenders, which he probably could have guessed since he knew Kwai Lang is from Earth. Right, yeah. Uh, he just sees him. Also, I wonder if Scorpion ever considers that a lot of these people have spouses and kids too. Like, his no. central thing he's mad about 
He's a pretty selfish guy, I guess. Yeah, it it sounds like he has misplaced love. <laughs> yeah, he has love to give. He just doesn't know where to put it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like William H Macy in Magnolia. Right. Scorpion's kind of the William H Macy in Magnolia. He's the quiz kid Donnie Smith of, of the Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat franchise. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people probably feel that way. That's I think Ed Boon's. <laughs> Yeah. Ed Boon said, when I created Scorpion, I was just trying to bring a uh, uh, quiz kid Donnie Smith energy right. to the Mortal Kombat franchise. And that movie came out like five years after my first game, but I read the script. It was seven. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I know, it's the exact years that Mortal Kombat and Magnolia came out. <laughs> uh, so Scorpion realizes he's on the other side of a war from someone he swore to protect. Yeah. So he says, oh, actually, never mind, Shao Kahn. I don't really care about our contract because I don't really care about anything. Uh, yeah. I'm going to actually fight with the good guys. So he does. He helps Raiden and Sub-Zero and all of them fight off Outworld warriors, save the Earth. And with that kind of buttoned up, he's free to return to hell, which is pretty much his only option, which kind of sucks. Right. Cut to in the Nether Realm, Quan Chi has been serving a dark fallen elder god known as Shinnok. And the two of them have been biding their time uh, to strike and try to take over all of the realms, starting with Earthrealm, because Shinnok kind of has a... He has it out for Raiden, and specifically for Earthrealm, because when he was an elder god, he tried to take over all the realms. It didn't work out. So they ascend from the Netherrealm with an evil army uh, to try to invade Earth and take it over. And while they're doing that, in order to get Scorpion's help... Quan Chi goes up to Scorpion and says, hey man, just so you know, it wasn't Bihan that killed your family. It was Kwai Lang. It was the other Sub-Zero. Uh, I just said Sub-Zero before. I didn't say which Sub-Zero it was. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oh, Quan Chi, man. So like, if you want, we're already going up to Earthrealm. Right. And we're going to fight Raiden and Sub-Zero. So if you want to help us out, man... Right. You could totally kill him, and then and then your people will go to heaven, because he's the real guy who killed them. Also, if I was Scorpion, at some point I'd be like, are my people going to get to heaven? I don't think, I don't know about this. Show me a single my family angel, <laughs> and then maybe. Can't you like send my son to heaven as like a proof of concept, and then we'll get into it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Look, Scorpion's not only selfish, but he's also extremely gullible. So he's right. just like, oh, word? Okay, cool. I'm going to go to Earth and I'm going to fight Sub-Zero, that guy that I just spent like a couple of years protecting by. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love I love Quan Chi, like, like, before that meeting being like, what do I, like in the shower, he's like, what do I say to him? What do I, oh, I just say... He he killed the wrong Sub-Zero. That'll easily work. And it does. <laughs> it totally does. Which, you know, great. Scorpion now goes up to Earthrealm with him and his dudes. Uh, he fights Sub-Zero. He has basically his sword to Kwai Lang's neck. And Kwai Lang says, wait, you're going to kill me because I slaughtered your family and your clan? Oh, no, I I was around when the Lin Kuei killed the Shirai Ryu. They were not led by me or by my brother. They were led by Quan Chi. What? He killed the Shirai Ryu to pay us for stealing the map of elements for him. That was literally the whole deal. He said, go steal the map of the elements. In return, I'll slaughter your rival clan. And Scorpion's like, oh, you know what? That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And then Quan Chi was like, no, that was Quan Chi. I'm Quan Chi. So, and then <laughs> Scorpion's like, I guy. Buy it. <laughs> Different guy. Different <laughs> guy. 
No, I think it's around that point that Scorpion's like, all right, you know what? Things are starting to click for me. <laughs> I'm not going to be Looking fooling. back, that makes more sense than pretty much any other version of this narrative I've been told. Oh. Quan Chi is like, oh, oh shit. So he tries to send Scorpion. <laughs> Scorpion starts coming for him. He tries to send Scorpion back down to the nether realm to the fifth level of the nether realm don't want to go there and while he's being sent there scorpion tackles quan chi and does one of those like i'm not trapped in there with you you're trapped with me yeah and he drags quan chi down to the nether realm so scorpion's ultimate revenge on the person who killed his family is that he drags him down to hell mm, with him yeah that's pretty good appropriate yeah for a hell spawn sad his family's still in hell but what can you do you know what are you gonna do right, right? yeah Can't they're there all. that's that so uh from that point on for years Scorpion chases Quan Chi around the nether realm, torturing him. Like they're opening doors like Scooby-Doo cartoons where Quan Chi runs into one door, and then Scorpion follows, Quan Chi comes out another door, and there's a monster for some reason. Yeah, it's probably an Oni, because that's what lives in the nether realm. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Scorpion, literally, this is canon, for years. Chases him. Chases Quan Chi around, torturing him every day. (laughs) Every single day. And what that means, I don't know, and I don't know that I want to know. Right, no. Yeah, a lot of hacking, a lot of slashing. Or just like a lot of guilting, like a lot of like, ah, you made things tough for me, man. I'm going to tell you my kid's favorite color. (laughs) How's that make you feel? And after a while, Quan Chi finally does the reasonable thing, which is basically he goes to like the stronger kids at school for help. He he goes up to these two Oni named Drami and and Moloch. Uh, Oni are basically like monsters, demons that live in hell. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You never (laughs) want to make a deal with a dude named Moloch. It never goes well in any IP. (laughs) You say that. But okay, it went well. Oh my god! Quan Chi is like Moloch, Dramin. Listen, get me out of here. Get me to Earth Realm. Get Scorpion off my back. I'll take over all the realms. I got a big plan, and you guys, you're gonna profit. <laughs> and uh, Moloch, who is by all accounts a giant ogre, and Dramin, who's like a weird, masked freak with like a club arm. Don't. That's not nice. Well, no, 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 he has a literal club <laughs> oh, for an yeah, arm. that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, that's sorry, totally sorry. fine. I was just, I was like, oh, that's no, not okay. No, 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 oh, it's, no, it's a I literal I didn't club. Know, I didn't know if I should it's leave. It's a literal club. I didn't know if I should leave the and podcast. And the mask is like a war mask? I think he used to be one of Shao Kahn's generals, Let's is hope. like the story. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, man, I almost got canceled there. That's oh, close. <laughs> oof, oof, you could have lost a lot of money over that one. Yeah, I guess six episodes is a pretty good run for a podcast before the host gets canceled these days, huh? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Moloch and Dramin, they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, keep going. <laughs> I imagine them as Tuca and Birdie. That they're was for really, me. they're pretty Tuca and Birdie esque. <laughs> I, I, I would say it's, it's not unfair to say they are the Tuca and Birdie of the Mortal like Kombat Moloch franchise. Moloch is Tuca, yeah, and Dramamine is Birdie. <laughs> well, I think that was pretty clear. <laughs> Um, but basically Quan Chi makes his way up to Earthrealm. Scorpion is chasing him and Dramin and Moloch, uh, throw Scorpion mm, into a Solnado, which is, (laughs) (laughs) which is a tornado of souls. Oh, oh, I thought it was something else. Yeah. Uh, so the Solnado, it's come up a few times on the show before, and I didn't have a very good answer for what a Solnado is. I've kind of just been consuming Mortal Kombat lore for uh was it 27 years now yeah, yeah. um just accepting that a soul nato was a, to- a green 
skeleton tornado. Right. That was a bad guy thing. Yeah. Uh, that you didn't want to get kicked into because like you dissolved and shit. I'm sure it's like if like there's like a, a current of warm souls and a current of very cold souls and they hit. Yeah. And it just forms the weather pattern of a soulnado. Well, I, ha- I have finally done the research to find oh, out what exactly a soulnado is. What is it? And it also helped me get closer than ever to understanding what the Deadly Alliance's plan was in the first place. So okay. Quan Chi gets to Earth and now that he's rid of Scorpion, he teams up with Shang Tsung, you know, of Shang Tsung's island. Uh, <laughs> former... <laughs> Former sorcerer consul to yeah. Emperor Shao Kahn. And the two of them kill Shao Kahn, kill Liu Kang, and start trying to take over the realms. And their way of doing that is to uncover this ancient uh, Solnado, basically create a temple to house the Solnado. And the reason they do that is a Solnado is a an actual tornado of souls that are trapped between the afterlife and uh, our mortal plane. Yeah. And... Uh, Above our realm, you know, is is heaven, and that's where the elder gods live. Right. The elder gods who split the one being up into all the different realms and, like, the greater lore of Mortal Kombat. Um, so the Solnado is basically a passageway to heaven if you're able to harness it. Um, you're basically able to use the Solnado to reach a place called the Void, where you could, in theory, and this is what Shang Tsung and Quan Chi, I believe, were planning— uh, be in the same room as the elder gods and either kill them or try to demand some kind of godly power, something that would allow the yeah. two of them to become all powerful and conquer all the realms. That's like their plan. Right. So Scorpion gets uh, sent into this Solnado, and when he gets there, he finds himself uh, being pulled up, ripped apart, and basically going to be like this trapped soul being ripped apart by all these other souls in this tornado forever. Yeah. And uh, Scorpion, being a complete badass, manages to literally fight his way out of the Solnado, and he lands in the void. All of a sudden, he's in front of the Elder Gods. And the Elder Gods say to him, look. <laughs> they start by saying, look. They go, look, dude. <laughs> here's what's been going on down in Earth Realm and Outworld while you were spinning around in that Solnado, okay? Uh, the Deadly Alliance uh, tried to kill... They killed, like, a ton of Earth's greatest defenders. They started taking over the realms. They made the Solnado. And uh, they accidentally resurrected Onaga the Dragon King, a terrible old emperor of Outworld who's capable of raising the dead and basically killing everyone. He's like a a death-obsessed warmonger. Yeah, sure. Uh, Raiden tried to stop him and teamed up with Shang Tsung and Quan Chi and basically expelled his godly powers, and it did not work. So we just lost our uh, sort of weapon. We lost Raiden. He was kind of doing all our dirty work. So Scorp, we're going to need you to be uh, the champion of the Elder Gods. Right. And we're going to need you to go on down there uh, to Earth and just clean up this mess. Kill Onaga. And uh, if you kill Onaga and stop basically all the realms from being destroyed, then what we'll do for you is we'll bring your clan back to life. We'll just resurrect them all. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds great. Scorpion's like, dude, no problem. And the Elder Gods are like, do you want better? Hooking you up with some supernatural abilities. You're going to be stronger than you've ever been. Pretty cool. Yeah. Scorpion heads back down to Earth. He goes on the hunt. For Onaga, and uh, before he can kill him, this dude Shujinko does. <laughs> so, man, yeah, it is rough being Scorpion. Before Scorpion can, you know, he doesn't realize that, like, while the Elder Gods had their own plan going on, there was this other dude Shujinko who went on this whole journey where basically he was like this young guy. And, he accidentally brought back Onaga, and then he felt guilty about it, so he trained in like every fighting style, and eventually came yeah. back around and killed Onaga. Right. I feel like everything Scorpion does, he's like, all right, I'm about to succeed on my quest. 
I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And then he comes out of the bathroom and he's like, well, you killed, oh man. Come on. Come on. Come on, I was going to kill that guy. Can you like bring him back to life? Well, regardless, Scorpion expects the Elder Gods to hold up their end of the bargain. (laughs) I bet they don't. (laughs) He's like, look, one way or another, Onaga died, right? So just like resurrect my people. I made a deal with you. It's like a pay or play deal, right? Right, yeah. And the Elder Gods go, no problem, man. We'll bring back your people. Oh, boy. They bring them back as Hellspawn. And I literally don't know what the plan was for them other than to just fuck with Scorpion. They bring them all back as Scorpions, pretty much. Everyone from Scorpion's clan comes back as a revenant, demon, uh, anger monster. Not the way that Scorpion wanted the Shiryu restored at all. I wouldn't. Yeah, he's he's pretty pissed. Yeah. Uh, So what he decides to do is, this is where things just get completely out of hand. He finds out that the Elder Gods only stopped Onaga because they had their own version of the end of the world that they were going for. Yeah. <laughs> Where these two Edenian brothers, the sons of Argus, these guys Tavin and Dagon, uh, are supposed to fight to the death. And in doing so, that will bring about the end of the world and create like a new world order. Uh, Scorpion's like, or I, I guess actually it was meant to stop the end of the world from happening. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Scorpion says, tell you what, if what the Elder Gods want to do is stop the end of the world from happening when these two brothers fight, I'm going to go hunt down both of those brothers, kill both of them, and end the entire world, because that's how mad I am right now. That makes sense. I'd be that mad. Yeah. It's a little convoluted. Sure. But, but when you're angry. You know, I guess I guess if you're mad at literally the gods, yeah. your options for revenge are going to probably have to be about as big as bring about the apocalypse. I feel like in the world of Mortal Kombat, nobody has ever said the phrase, and then what? Like when someone's had a plan... <laughs> Like so, what 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 happens after that? It's not a very forward thinking. <laughs> no, I'm gonna kill everybody and have all all the realms. Okay, but like, why? Yes, and <laughs> then <laughs> we're looking. Well, I'll have conquered them. Yeah, I'm gonna conquer all the realms, and then I'm gonna eat grapes, and then I'm just gonna be like, yeah, it's gonna be Edenica has like a lot of grapes. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. I don't know. People like power. Yeah. They always have a good reason. Yeah, I know. I yeah. just wish the Elder Gods had a little more foresight. Why not? Well, Scorpion does try to kill those two brothers, but winds up failing uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> not necessarily because he couldn't kill them, right? but because events escalated so quickly that the two brothers fought the Pyramid of Argus that was prophesized, rose out of the ground, all of the defenders of reality and all of the villains of the Mortal Kombat franchise wound up having this epic war at the feet of this pyramid right? where whoever could reach the top would have the opportunity to kill a fire god and become a god themselves. Like the apocalypse basically just started happening with or without Scorpion's help. And so Scorpion in this fight came back around to saying, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck everything. I'm going to fight with the bad guys. And he finally winds up on opposite sides of the battlefield from Kwai Lang after this whole journey where they were at odds, they came together, they were at odds, they came together. Yeah. Uh, as he's running up the pyramid, Kwai Lang has no choice but to kill Scorpion. And Kwai Lang himself dies. Everyone dies. Right. The last two people left atop the pyramid are Raiden and Shao Kahn. Right. Shao Kahn's about to kill Raiden. Raiden has no choice but to send a message back in time. As you can do. Yeah. I mean, something he apparently had in his back pocket this whole time. <laughs> 
could have come in useful earlier, but fine. Yeah, whatever. Go for it. Raiden he sends must a message. win. Also sends a message that makes no sense to anybody. Sends an unbelievably vague message that I actually don't think we ever got a clear answer to. Well, I guess it wound up being Shao Kahn must win. He yeah. has to let Shao Kahn win. Yeah. But I don't know how current... I don't know how that timeline Raiden knew... It's 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 like if you just texted someone you hadn't talked to in three years, like "see you soon." They'd be like, "What does that mean? Are we supposed to be like?" And not unlike Raiden, you'd probably spend decades trying to figure out. <laughs> he must win. <laughs> really, me from the future? <laughs> yeah, All right, Raiden. Sorry. Raiden vague posts back in time. Yeah, uh, he must win. He must just say a name, buddy. <laughs> which creates uh, a new timeline, in which, thankfully, Hanto Hasashi has the opportunity to finally make things go right yeah uh until they don't <laughs> let's see how this elmer fudd screws things up <laughs> so uh time restarts yeah back to the first tournament hanzo shows up to kill bihan he gets there and the island's crumbling and he does kill bihan and i also feel like he was about to spare sub-zero and then like something happens where he kills him like, wasn't, like, Raiden or someone in it trying... I'm saying this from memory, not from reading it. But, like, yeah. wasn't, like, someone trying to be, like, don't do it, be merciful, and that'll help? Yeah, instantly in this new timeline, everyone's a little more patient with Scorpion, and Scorpion <laughs> is a little really more is. patient with everybody else. That's, like, the main thing that changed. So, yeah, Scor- Scorpion, he gets to the first tournament, he finds Bihan, right. he tries to kill Bihan, and everyone kind of gathers around Scorpion, he's like, don't, don't. Don't do it, and he's like... And Scorpion's like, oh, I wanna... I wanna, though. And I'm then, like... Gonna- he slips on a banana peel and st- stabs Sub Zero. Yeah, that's. I believe that's exactly what that's happened. Kind of it. Yeah, no, he he he's like this. This actually happens. This is always how Scorpion winds up killing people. Yeah, he's fighting his his better angels. Is that the turn of phrase? I don't think it is, but it works. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his uh, he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah, another part of him wants to do what he wants to do, which is yeah. kill. Right. Everyone's gathered around him, going, "Don't, don't, 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 don't!" Come on, man. Yeah, he kills Behan. Yeah, ultimately throughout these tournaments and throughout the invasion of Earthrealm, which all play out pretty similarly uh, to the way that they did in the first timeline, nothing changes all that much for Scorpion, except that he has those two points where people say, like, hey, man, you don't have to do this. And it doesn't matter, because Shao Kahn winds up getting killed, and Scorpion winds up having a different future. We kind of fast forward to the point at which Shinnok and the forces of Netherrealm are invading Earth, and Scorpion's helping them, and things kind of go differently in this timeline because basically Scorpion winds up going to Earth with Shinnok's army, which now in this timeline includes Sub-Zero as an undead revenant. Yes. And several of the other people that had been Scorpion's enemies are now just part of the evil army that he's a part of. I think even Liu Kang uh, at this point is part of this evil undead army. And so while Raiden and the forces of Earth are defeating Shinnok, uh, there's this big energy blast from, uh, it's called like a, a flesh pit. In Mortal Kombat sure, lore. Basically, sure these is. pits in Netherrealm Made of uh, that turn people into Undead Revenants, like Scorpion. Right. Johnny Cage is in one. Yeah. All the heroes are trying to pull him out of there. And when they successfully do stop him from being turned into a Revenant, there's this big energy blast. And what it does is it turns a bunch of Revenants like Sub-Zero back into people. And for the first time ever, it turns Scorpion back into the human man, Hanzo Hasashi. Yeah. So now in this new timeline, pretty much after the Shinnok invasion of Earthrealm, Scorpion's back to just being a human dude. 
and uh he goes to the grocery store and there's just too many choices and he doesn't know what to do with it he's like well this is way worse than when i was uh, an undead uh, assassin revenant from hell um no scorpion uh, he kind of has like a, an identity crisis hanzo hisashi winds up wandering earth guilty and borderline suicidal until he meets this blind swordsman whose name is kenshi mm-hmm. and kenshi uh feels sympathy for hanzo he's like hey man i know about everything you did but you can't just look backwards. You need to look forward. There's a lot of good that you can do. And so he, Kenshi kind of nurses Hanzo back to both physical and spiritual health. And all and this journey, this kind of like Rocky-esque training montage that Hanzo goes through leads to Hanzo saying, I'm going to rebuild the Shiraiu. I'm going to start anew. And uh, Kenshi says, cool, that's great. I am being haunted uh, by this kind of Illuminati-esque group called the Red Dragon. Uh, and my son's in a lot of danger. And Hanzo goes, oh, no problem. Kill two birds with one stone. Not only am I going to start the Shirai Ryu, my first student is going to be your kid, Takeda. I am classically good at protecting sons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kenji just rolled the dice on this one. He was like, yeah, kid will probably sure. be alive. Here's the thing. With me, definitely dead. With you, it's a 50-50. 50-50 I'm, willing yeah. to, I'm willing to try it out. Yeah. Who lets a son die twice? <laughs> Usually you lose one son, you're not going to lose you're, the second son. Right. You're going to be extra careful. Yeah. So... Hanzo now has his first student as he restarts the Shirayu. He's maybe having the happiest time of his life right. since the whole Scorpion saga started for him. Uh, things are going really great until uh, this horrible event happens. Basically, Raiden comes to Hanzo and says, Hey, I need you to protect this dagger. It's called a Kamidogu dagger. It's very dangerous. You're one of the greatest warriors that Earth has. I need you to protect it. And Hanzo's like, Okay, it'll be safe here with the Shirayu. We'll protect it. Um, not long after that, <laughs> another one of Scorpion's students, uh, Fox, hears the dagger talking to him, Right, basically becomes possessed by a demon, and uses the dagger to murder uh, every single member of the new Shirai Ryu. Oh, man, that's got to be hard on Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion straight up wakes up one day and is like, I lost another clan. Oh, the no. Whole, I lost the whole thing. Oh. All of them. This is what, that's what it feels like to be in the restaurant business, I bet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I lost like, another, another restaurant? <laughs> I thought for sure people wanted donut tacos. We had a better location. Cupcakes were in. Yeah, so Hanzo, uh, for the first time since being turned into a human again, feels yep. this rage bubbling up inside of him. And all of a sudden, he bursts into flames. His head becomes a skull. <laughs> He becomes Scorpion again. He backslides, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Look, mental health is a journey. Hanzo's not unlike us, and uh, the Scorpion side of him won that day. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Look, we all have demons. He just has a, li- a literal <laughs> demon. <laughs> so uh, Hanzo winds up having to fight his student, who, by the way, horrifically has like, ripped his face off. Has like exposed, an exposed skull. Fox did this. Fox, 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 Fox ripped did his, own, Fox, his own face. Fox no longer really exists. It's pretty much just like a demon inside of a child... Uh, with no face holding a dagger and scorpion on the other side of the room with a flaming skull. They're fighting, they're fighting. And this was not in a game. This is a comic? This is a comic. Okay, great. This is, great. This is all lore that is continuitous. Right, but, I'm just making sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's canon, but uh, it's kind of what bridges the, bridges the gap between the like 25-year time yeah. jump that occurs in Mortal Kombat 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hanzo, now back to being Scorp, is fighting Fox, this possessed kid, uh, he's going to lose because whatever this demon is that's possessing Fox is powerful when, thankfully, Hanzo is saved by Takeda. Turns out Takeda's the only member of the Shiryu who survived, Phew. and he kills Fox. Yeah. 
so now we've got uh, Hanzo and Takeda standing there like, shit, the whole clan is dead. It was clearly because of this Kamidogu dagger. Well, we need to go ask Raiden what the fuck is up. Because right. this is 100% his fault. He gave us this thing. So they hike up to Raiden's Sky Temple. And they're like, Raiden, what's the deal with the dagger? Why'd you do the dagger thing? And Raiden, they realize, has been corrupted by another, yet another Kamidogu dagger that oh, he was protecting. Boy. So they have to fight Raiden. Uh, it's a whole thing. They get into this big brawl. But they do wind up beating Raiden. And as Raiden's like... <coughs> Oh man, that was nuts. Thanks, guys. Who really saved me back there? They're like, fuck you, dude. Seriously, fuck <laughs> you. What's the deal with the Kamidogu daggers? He goes, yeah, so they're blood magic, uh, which is very dangerous and usually involves some kind of demonic possession. Um, they were the daggers that were used by the Elder Gods to split up the one being and, and break them up in all the different realms. Uh, they're very dangerous. They could be used to do all sorts of bad shit, like bring back Onaga or, uh, you know, help resurrect people like Shinnok. You don't want to get these daggers together, which is why I gave them out to all of the strongest warriors in the world. Oh, no. They all have daggers. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, he goes, listen, Scorpion, uh, Takeda, I need you guys I need you guys to go see who else I've got made a up. huge mistake. Oh, I did a huge boner. I really need your help. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but you got to help me. Oh, please, please go see if Sub-Zero's okay. I promise I won't get corrupted again until the next time in a few years. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happened. So they said, <laughs> so Raiden sends uh, Takeda and Hanzo to go check on Sub-Zero. And uh, yeah, sure enough, he's also been corrupted by a Kamidogu dagger. Right. Uh, so Scorpion has to fight Kwai Lang. They haven't seen each other in years. They don't have any beef between them anymore, but right. because of demonic possession, they get into this horrible, brutal fight. And at the end of this fight, uh, they realize that the person who's responsible for all the Kamidogu daggers basically being activated is a cleric from a place called the Chaos Realm named Havoc. Now, I've never talked about the Chaos Realm before on the podcast. <laughs> Because it's something that's only brought up sometimes and only much later in continuity. But basically, we've talked about the major realms. We got Earthrealm. We got Outworld. We got the Netherrealm. We got Edenia. Great. There are many, many, many more realms. Most of them are dead by the time the Mortal Kombat franchise begins and have been absorbed into Outworld, like the Vampire Realm. I forget what that one's called. And the Lizard Man Realm. <laughs> it's called Castlevania. It's like Captain N rules. Yeah. And the Lizard Man Realm, uh, Jurassic World. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, the Chaos Realm... It's, it's Islands of Adventure. It's just Islands of Adventure. At Universal. I, uh, here's the thing. Universal clearly ripped off the Mortal Kombat franchise and they right. created Islands of Adventure. Of it is clearly modeled off of the many realms. Right. Uh, well, so Chaos Realm and Order Realm are two more realms that exist and become you know somewhat prominent throughout Mortal Kombat lore. They are literally a realm where everyone lives by law yeah. and a realm where nobody does. That's it. Chaos Realm, everyone is insane. Roads don't make sense. Everything's topsy-turvy. It's like some Alice in Wonderland shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chaos Realm is just like 1984. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Order Realm. Order Realm is 1984. Chaos Realm is Alice in Wonderland. Did they? Did both realms name themselves? And if oh, so, how much work? Doubt. <laughs> Chaos Realm's like real edgy. Chaos Realm's like the hot topic of realms. <laughs> We're Chaos Realm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're Chaos Realm, man. Like, we don't live by any rules. Nothing the only rule here is, like, uh, fuck rules, man. In in Chaos Realm, the students teach the teachers. Oh, in Chaos Realm, uh, we say, have a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I want to live in Chaos Realm. Yeah, dude. So, uh, true to form, Havoc, this cleric from Chaos Realm, uh, is a guy who has a skull face. Yeah. 
uh, and wears like a big robe. He totally looks like a goth. Right. Uh, he's super annoying. And uh, Hanzo basically like storms up to Havoc and is like, all right, fuck you, dude. I lost two clans now. You're dead. They start fighting and Havoc, he, he basically kills Havoc once and then Havoc just gets back up. Havoc is a cleric who uses blood magic to pretty much be impossible to kill. So he winds up killing Scorpion. Okay. And Hanzo Hisashi wakes up in this plane. It's not the Nether Realm. It's not Earth Realm. It's not our world. It's just somewhere. He wakes up and he is himself and he's standing across from the depiction of Scorpion. He's basically in his own head at the crossroads of who do you want to be, man? Yeah. You just died again. Do you want to be Hanzo Hisashi or do you right. want to be Scorpion? And they, Hanzo fights Scorpion within his own mind realm. And uh, Scorpion the whole time is like, give in to the anger. Be Scorpion. Scorpion rules. And Hanzo's like, you know, you know what? The guilt and the memory of my family and the anger I feel, it's all a part of me. I finally get it now. I'm Hanzo. And then he comes back to life, Great. not unlike Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. As Hanzo Hisashi, but with the ability to use all his cool scorpion powers. <laughs> because that's better for video games. Yeah, that's such a video game thing. It's like, he's cured, but he's still a demon, but not really. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Hanzo wakes up, and Havoc is like, wait, what? And Hanzo goes, I'm Hanzo, but I'm scorpion. And he rips Havoc's head off. And Havoc's disembodied head is literally says to him, I didn't know you could do that. He says that? <laughs> he says, like, oh, Hanzo... That's surprising. <laughs> I forget like how he says it, but it is pretty much like I literally didn't know you were going to be able to do that, and it's a huge bummer. And Takeda is standing there, is like, "Yeah, go surrogate dad. You're a human again." Good. Um, and so it's at that point that Hanzo realizes, okay, I kind of get what's happening here. I don't remember exactly how he put two and two together, but he's like, "Havoc was doing all this Kamidogu dagger shit." As an employee of Quan Chi. He was just doing this to help Quan Chi bring Shinnok back. So Hanzo says, you know what? Fuck it. Clearly we foiled Quan Chi's plans. Shinnok's not coming back. That's obviously a good thing. We stopped him. Whatever. Right. Takeda, do you want to start a new Shiryu with me? This time, we do it together. And Takeda's like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And he's like, cool. Let me just call your dad and let him know. And then Kenshi comes back and Takeda's like, whoa, what the fuck? No, 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 no. You abandoned me for like 20 years <laughs> with this guy, Hanzo Hasashi. He's pretty much my dad. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with you, Kenshi. And Kenshi's like, one day you'll understand. I only left you because I was trying to protect you. And Hanzo's like, yeah, he's telling the truth, dude. That is why he left you with me. And Takeda's like, all right, man. But you cool. can like live with me in Seattle if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, Hanzo's literally come so far that he mends the relationship between a father and son. Oh, uh, that's nice of Scorpions him, Scorpions become real gentle, boy. And then he was happy forever. Yeah. And he goes, I'm glad I reunited you guys. Wait, what's that? Oh, I got a letter from Kwai Lang. He says he wants me to come visit him with the Lin Kuei. All right, cool. So he goes to the Lin Kuei, and he's like, this is weird. They never invite a Shirai especially considering we're restarting our clan that's their rivals. Like, it's kind of a big deal that the new leader of the Lin Kuei is calling me, the new leader of the Shirai to come, like, hang out. It's kind of nice. Hey, we've come a long way. And Sub-Zero's like, I agree, we have come a long way. I actually called you here because I found out some information, and I just needed to share it with you because I need you to live your truth, man. And this is information that I didn't realize. I think a lot of people didn't realize, like, oh, Scorpion didn't know this yet in this timeline. But he goes, you know that guy, Quan Chi, who was, like, 
forcing you to fight with Shinnok, you know, 20 years ago. And then you found out that he was trying to make that Havoc guy bring Shinnok back again. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy's kind of a dick. I don't like that Quan Chi guy. And he goes, yeah, it wasn't my older brother who killed your clan. It was Quan Chi. And Scorpion's like, excuse me? And he's like, what? Yeah, yeah. And here's in this timeline, that makes more sense. Because Scorpion doesn't have the like long history of around Quan Chi to know like this guy's a fucking liar. Why right. would you believe anything he says? He's just like, oh, Quan Chi, I met that guy a few times. I think we were on the same side right. in a couple of wars. I didn't love him, didn't hate him. Yeah. So Hanzo's like, wow, that's nuts. And Sub Zero's like, yeah. And the reason I'm telling you now is uh, Sonya Blade's special forces, the basically the Earth soldiers that police different realms, they just got Quan Chi in custody uh, at their base. <laughs> They arrested him. They literally arrested a necromancer. <laughs> they just threw some cuffs on him. And Scorpion's like, oh, shit, really? Yeah. Well, then I'm going to go fuck him up right now. So Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage and their daughter, Cassie Cage, and uh, a few other people, including Kenshi, who at this point has joined the special forces. And I think dates Jax's daughter, Jacqueline Bray. No, uh, that's Takeda. So Takeda. Who's Takeda. Scorpion. Oh, Takeda. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, Kenshi, Kenshi and his son have joined the special forces to help them deal with, you know, some issues that they're having yeah. with uh, Outworld and with the Nether Realm. And Takeda, yeah, has also joined the special forces. He's dating Jackson Briggs's daughter, Jackie. Uh he's on this team. Or I think maybe they haven't started dating yet. It's I also think I casual. said Jacqueline. Like I went formal for you some did. reason. I mean that's probably her full name. Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline Briggs. Yes, uh, Miss Jacqueline Briggs herself. Miss Jacqueline. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh so so Scorpion storms onto this base where like his surrogate son and some of his best friends and allies are. And he goes, where the fuck is Quan Chi? I'm going to kill him. I heard you have him in custody. And everyone there is like, yo, no, 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 Scorpion. You can't kill Quan Chi. He is literally the only way that we have to turn back the remaining revenants to the, their human selves. Liu Kang is still stuck as an undead revenant. Katana is still stuck as an undead revenant. A bunch of our friends are still stuck as undead revenants. And if you kill Quan Chi, they'll never turn back. And Scorpion's like, I don't give a shit. He killed my family. He got my second family killed when I started the Shira Yuba again. I'm sorry. I know I'm buds with all you guys, but he dies tonight. And Scorpion literally beats up everyone on the base. Yep. Handcuffs all of them. Walks up to Quan Chi, who's like, you don't have it in you. And before he can even finish the sentence, Hanzo just slices his head off. Good. Done. Quan Chi time. is finally straight up dead. But before he's able to execute Quan Chi... Quan Chi manages to just barely get the words out to activate Shinnok's amulet, which is also on the base, thanks to this guy Kano, and free Shinnok. So Quan Chi is dead, but as soon as Scorpion turns around, this fallen elder god shows up and is like, hey dude, sup? Yeah. Blasts him with some energy and sends him flying across the base. While Scorpion's incapacitated, thankfully, his own protege, Takeda, and his team managed to take down Shinnok. It's a whole epic tale, but they managed to stop Shinnok from taking over the Earth Realm, and they managed to finally kill him for good. And Hanzo, thanks to really the efforts of his protege, who became like a better version of himself, is uh, finally free to sort of go back to what he was trying to do, which is bring back the Shiryu and live a normal life, maybe even have another family one day. Who knows? That's going well for a while. You're right. Until Kronika... Right. Shinnok's mother and <laughs> also, the goddess of time. Also, also, uh, when I first heard that name playing Mortal Kombat 11 was like, oh, it, they found it. They found the worst name in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's like pretty bad. I, I honestly think the entire thing is just about getting two Ks into a single name. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And uh, for that, I applaud them. Right. Chronica, who we hadn't known about before, but all everyone seems to know about now. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's very important and yeah. very powerful. She's literally the mother of all the villains in the history of Mortal Kombat. And yeah. yeah. I didn't know that an Elder God could have a, a person above them. It's, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, it it's weird that like this whole time we're like the elder gods, the elder gods, and then they're like, oh no, we have like bosses too. Like we're just middle managers. Yeah, my best guess because I was trying to piece this together because they're they're very careful with the backstory, like even in this most recent game of like the elder gods and the one being and all that lore and how it yeah. all sorts out. Um, my best guess is that elder gods are able to sort of step away from their responsibilities if they want to. They must have some life that we'll find out more about at another time because right. if they're able to bear children, unless it was like in the beginning, there was one set of elder gods and then they didn't want to be responsible anymore. So they gave birth to or essentially created yeah. a new round of elder gods. So they could like retire. I guess that's kind of happened in the pantheon. Sure. Right? There's some like parthenogenesis thing that could happen where Chronica just sp- spits out Shinnok yeah. and Centrion. Uh, Cetrion. Cetrion. Yes, who's Cetrion's probably sister. a real estate company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's also possible that the Elder Gods, like, straight up fucked and procreated and created a new generation. We're like, we're going to retire to being <laughs> astral beings and, like, hanging out. Anyway, Regardless, yeah, yeah. Chronica clearly has some responsibilities yeah. left in her domain because the reason that she shows up on the scene is she says, all right, there's two timelines now, and things have changed so drastically that the balance of good and evil is just wildly out of whack. Because of what Raiden did, you know, my son is dead. My son is dead. Shinnok's dead. Um, There's less evil in the world, which gets weird. Just like spiritually, you know, people like Scorpion are all of a sudden good guy. Like, it's all fucked up. I need to fix this. So what she decides to do is come down to our mortal plane and rework the sands of time and collect these artifacts that will let her erase this new second timeline yeah. and create a third one that's exactly the way that she likes it. Obviously, our heroes don't love this because they've managed to kind of get a nice future together. Sure, there's some shitty things like Liu Kang and Katana are the king and queen of hell yeah. Uh, instead of Earth's heroes, which they're supposed to be. But also like Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade have a family. Outworld has some amount of political stability. Hanzo Hasashi's managed to bring back the Shiryu and they're allies with the Lin Kuei. Yeah. Chronica doesn't like any of that shit. So as these heroes are trying to stop her, she realizes, all right, to give me the time to acquire the things I need to destroy this timeline, I need to bring back villains from all over history who I can offer something to and make them fight for me and promise to them that I'm going to start a new timeline that'll benefit them more. One of those people she brings back is the original Scorpion, the Hellspawn Scorpion, who's just out to kill anyone who will bring back his family. And she says to him, in this new timeline, the Shiryu will have never been killed. So if you help me out, <laughs> if you help me out, I'll bring your family back. The dumbest and, motherfucker in Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh yeah. this will work. Scorpion's like, sure, why not? I don't sure. know. Goro kind of gives him a run for his money. Goro's that dude dumb. gets one over on all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hanzo Hasashi, the human one, the older guy, he's like, all right, this is bad news bears, especially if my young st- self is out there helping her out. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm good at fighting. Right. So uh, he decides he's going to go on a mission to try to help Earthrealm. And what's kind of fun is he gets a little buddy comedy kind of action going on. He and Kwai Lang team up together to go and take down Kronika's forces together. Yeah. 
So you get Scorpion and Sub-Zero hanging out. They're, they're probably in like their 50s or 60s at I this point. I think so, yeah. They're old dudes. They're old buddies. They have all this history. They go and they fight all these cyber ninjas. It's right. super fun. It's super cool. Things are going great. They decide uh, that they're going to go to this guy, Karan, who's like the uh, River Styx yeah. sea captain, essentially. He sails boats on a river of blood throughout the nether realm uh, to cart souls into the afterlife. So they go to like talk to him to say, hey, man, will you help all of the heroes of Earthrealm and Outworld sure. yeah. stop uh, Kronika? Her island is out in the middle of the Blood Sea, so you can take us to go fight her. And as they're on that mission, uh, Scorpion, the, the young bad Hellspawn Scorpion, stops them and says, fuck you, older version of me. Yeah. You're a sellout. You let our family be dead, and now I'm going to fight you because... My friends uh, are only Kronika and, I don't know, probably Quan Chi. I'm a big, dumb piece of shit. <laughs> um, so the two Scorpions fight. Scorpion has to fight, uh, or sorry, Hanzo has to fight his younger self. Uh, things get all topsy-turvy. And before he's able to fully explain to his younger self, hey, man, like, you're on the wrong side of history here. You need to help us out. Uh, Devora, who is yet another one of Kronika's servants, kills hanzo hasashi like fucking impales him with poison and he starts to die right hanzo dies in his younger self's arms uh which is pretty chill and he says to his younger self look man i'm telling you i need you to promise me that you're gonna do the right thing right i'm on the right side of history we've been misled by evil people throughout our entire lives and it's been folly the timeline right now is the most good there ever will be the shiraryu has a future now Promise me that you're going to help Kwai Lang and you're going to help all of the defenders of Earthrealm. And as old Scorpions die, young Scorpions, like, I promise, Dad, or me. I don't know. This is a right. weird dynamic. I-, I promise, old me. Yeah. And so uh, Hellfire Scorpion teleports over uh, to Raiden and everyone who are like, oh, fuck, we got to fight Scorpion. And he's like, no, 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 no. I know I'm a Hellspawn demon, but right. I'm here to fight with you. I've learned what's right. And so he goes with them to fight Kronika. He helps the heroes uh, of Earthrealm and Outworld fight her and ultimately defeat her. But in the end, uh, she does erase the second timeline. So, <laughs> Well, like, at the end, like, aren't basically all the timelines erased? All of time is erased. And at the end of this whole saga, Liu Kang is finally restored, not just to humanity, but he becomes a god. He's right. given Raiden's godlike powers. And he and Katana uh, are now going to remake a new timeline in which anything is possible so all I can say is that I hope uh, for Scorpion's sake, for his future, that he's going to have the opportunity to uh, make good, to yeah. not lose his family, to not lose his clan. I'd like to see what a Hanzo Hasashi who didn't have all that loss looks like. I'd like to right. see a Shirai Ryu that exists beyond one generation. I'd like to see what their abilities wind up being. So who knows? Next Mortal Kombat story could take place in the far future. It could take place in the past. Who knows? They really do leave it open-ended in a way that's both like, you're kind of like, oh, that's nice. And in part where you're like, if you just bring back the same shit, though, I'm going to be real mad at you. I feel like the door is open for something really interesting to happen. Like, I feel yeah. like we could get a Mortal Kombat story that takes place in the era of the great Kung Lao. Like that would be great. thousands and thousands of years before the Mortal Kombat stories we know. That would be great. I also feel like we could see one that takes place really far in the future, where it's like an all new cast of characters. Yeah. Uh, I guess the past would have to be Dave too. Cage. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Cage. <laughs> Nelson um, Cage. Yeah, where, where it's like, uh, you know, everyone's got cool technology and is super futuristic. You know, who yeah. knows? Who knows? 
Um, I'm excited for the future, but I do have a question for you, Mike. Yes. Uh, it's the last segment on our show. Also the only segment, because most of the show is otherwise just regular storytelling. Uh, that segment is called Choose Your Destiny. Yeah. What I'd like you to do, Mike, is tell me, were you in the Mortal Kombat world? Where would you live? Which realm would you be in? What creature oh, would you be? Would you be a person? What would your powers be? What would your fatality be? Who would you be in Mortal Kombat lore? I feel like I would probably realistically i'd be someone who was killed in the invasion of of earth realm in mortal kombat 3 i don't want to hear realism. Re- realistically there's nothing realistic not realistically about mortal kombat. i think not realistically i would love to be a lin quay cyborg but i realize that it's like a sham and so i'm like independent <laughs> like a cyrax yeah like a cyrax i want to be cyrax so you would be like a four hire uh right you know neutral cyber ninja yeah exactly i think so what would your cyber ninja gimmick be because we've got a smoke cyber ninja we've got like a laser power cyber ninja we've got like a bombs cyber ninja punctual like it's i I would be very punctual like (laughs) like that would be my thing like it wouldn't be good in fighting but people would be like i know he's gonna show up at five o'clock because we said five o'clock it could be good in fighting it could be that you're like the fast cyber ninja i'm the fat sure like the flash of cyber ninja yeah yeah that's what we mean by (laughs) i'm just very fast So, okay, as the punctual cyber ninja, yeah, yeah. what would your fatality be? Um, whew, that's a good question. I think my fatality would be like if like we made we we were very strict about a time and I show up in time and that person is so late that they're embarrassed and they kill themselves. And like in the middle of the fight, presumably you've already been around each other for like at least a few minutes. <laughs> Did you, are you being passive aggressive about it? You I'm didn't bring it up. Being super passive aggressive about it. That's my other powers. I'm very passive aggressive. So maybe the fatality is they're like dazed. You point up at the clock. They look up and realize like, like oh, oh my god, I was late for this. How uh, long were you waiting on me? Uh, no, it, yeah, it's exactly that. Where I didn't want, I didn't want to bring it up, but you were very late. And then they just, you know, then stick a laser whatever, gun in their mouth or, yeah, or jab a katana yeah, through their head. Exactly. Jack sure. smashes his own head with his iron hands. So, it, so that's kind of cool. It'd be a fatality where everyone you're fighting has their own unique ending. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, I like definitely. That. Yeah. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is a blast. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Drucker, M-I-K-E-D-R-U-C-K-E-R. Um, on Instagram at Mike Drucker is dead because the regular one was <laughs> taken. Uh, if you're in New York, I run a show called My Obituary Show Monthly. We're doing one June 6th where comedians read their own obituaries we have. Frank Conniff from MST3K, um, a bunch of good people. And then I also have a show called Shit Arcade in August that I'm doing where people play bad video games. Wow. That's a lot of great stuff. Yeah. And I really wish that I lived in New York so I could enjoy all of it. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm sure I'll move back to L.A. at some point. Hell yeah. Anyone who's got like an apartment or, you know, anything that Mike might be able to rent. Right. Uh, yeah. Airbnb situation, couch you can surf on. Yeah, totally. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, the door's open. If, if you do, your family will get to heaven. <laughs> I don't know, man. It feels like an empty promise. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Uh, And as always, ah, shit, I don't know. Finish him. Fatality. Finish him. Finish him. Toasty.